Welcome to the Kickstart Your Edge Play to Win Leadership Podcast, where we've flipped the script with our groundbreaking modus operandi to bring you real, relevant, and relatable tactics and techniques to master your own play to win mindset. Talk about a superpower. It's time to iron your cape. What we know for sure is what got you here won't get you there. You can't see the spinach in your own teeth. And finally, hang on, because this one is really deep. Once you realize that you are the traffic, everything makes complete and unadulterated sense. Welcome to The Edge, where playing not to lose is not an option. So Karen, I know you are super excited because we've got new technology in the house. We do have new technology in the house. And I'm just sitting here giggling, Jen, about I love technology and I will try all new fun kind of things. And, um, and, and Jen likes them eventually. And we have this really cool door handle now, well, this lock that I can unlock from anywhere in the world. And just by flipping a little thing on the lock that locks it, that unlocks it, I can use my fingerprint, we could put button numbers in it, all that fun kind of stuff. Through the app of your phone. I mean, that's the cool thing, right? So, uh, and it's interesting. So I love, so if we're going to talk about loves, I love amazing design and home things, right? So I often get, my mom is like, how many lamps do you need to buy? And I'm like, you got to freshen this stuff up. It, it makes a difference, right? So with the lock, I love our front door lock. It is so beautiful. It's amazing. It's design. And Karen's like, let's switch it to technology. So it's kind of funny, but we're kind of digressing a little bit. But while we do um, compromise, and I have to tell you, this technology is going to be fantastic because we never have to have a key again. Um, And we can allow people in the house if we're not here. There's so many fabulous things with it. It was interesting because Karen yesterday uh, pulled out the manual that came with it. And she says, look at all of this instruction and expectation setting for this one device that we now have at our fingertips. And it got us talking about the concept of manuals and how we wish that people would come with the same set of instructions or that we could actually hand our manual of how we want people to behave, act, and think to them because it would make our life a lot easier. Yeah, we all have them. And we have them for all the people that we're in relationships with. And it's funny because it makes me think of a conversation that I was having this morning with somebody. And I said to her, but, but don't you get it? You know what your boss's manual looks like. Like, you know so much of what's in it, but could you imagine what you don't know? that he has in his manual. So we all have them. We have manuals for each other, other people, other people have manuals, but we're not reading each other's stuff. We don't, we don't get it because we think that people are operating by a lot of the same instructions. Yeah. So when you think about a manual, it's about really how we think people should roam this big old world of ours, right? Like what they should do, what they shouldn't do, Like, what do they need to do? What should they believe in? How should they express themselves? 
all of those things. And when people don't do these things, because and remember, a lot of us haven't shared our expectations or our manuals for other people. So when other people aren't doing these things, we're the ones who are frustrated, angry, upset, uncomfortable. And if only people would act a certain way, we would maybe feel better. So when you think about the different things that people have a manual for, it's how people treat other people. It's about how they care about the environment. What should people think about gun laws? What is the time it's too late to call somebody on the telephone in the evening? How much money people should spend on a purse, right? How positive people should be. How much TV is the right amount to watch, right? So then all of a sudden we have all of these worldviews of how we live our life, expecting other people to do it. And when they don't, we get upset and we try to change who they are so we feel better. And, 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 and get this, we tie all of our emotions to whether or not they follow these manuals. Yep. And, and it's crazy because then you're putting your power in somebody else's hands. Yeah, it's interesting because we think we're trying to assert control. If you change, you need to do this. You should do this. I'm in control. But the reality is when we have a reaction to when people don't do what we want, we actually feel less in control. We give the power of the way of our emotions to our thoughts about what they do and what they don't do. It's easier just to get rid of expectations. It's easier to just let people be who they are. And then we just sort of work on ourselves. So thinking about it, it's, um, it's our thoughts that create the negative feelings. And the interesting thing is when we have a manual for somebody else and we try to get them conform to our manual, we end up being exactly that person. So I'm going to give an example, right? So we're going to use TFR. So TFR are your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions, and your actions determine your results. I, in the past, and sometimes have the thought about other people that they shouldn't be so negative. Right. So it's sort of one of my hot spots. If somebody has a negative attitude, I have thoughts about that. I don't like when people have a negative attitude because why? I, my thoughts about them cause me to be frustrated, upset, disconnected. Now, notice I said my thoughts about them, not the person's behavior. But let's do that. Right. So if I have a thought, they shouldn't be so negative. My feeling that comes from that thought is annoyed. My action when I'm annoyed because I have the thought they shouldn't be so negative. My action is I'll complain about their behavior. I start to collect evidence on how often they're negative. I argue with them on the upside of positivity. I dread hanging out with them. The result that I am creating based on those actions, based on being annoyed, based on the thought they shouldn't be so negative, I turn out to be completely negative. I am what I fight against, right? That's so tripping. So, yeah, it, and, and it, it really is trippy. And I think it's important, Jen, that you kind of just reemphasize that again. 
Like run through that one more time for those that are just kind of wrapping their head around this. All right. So somebody does something and I perceive it as negative. My thought is they shouldn't be so negative. That thought creates the feeling of being annoyed. When I'm annoyed because I have the thought they shouldn't be so negative, I complain about their behavior. I collect evidence on how negative, there they go again, right? How negative they are. I argue with them to that they should be more positive and I dread hanging out with them. I am creating the results based on those actions, based on the fact that I'm annoyed because of the thought they shouldn't be so negative. It turns out the result I'm creating is I'm negative. I have become what I think they shouldn't. And I think it's really, really interesting, right? To take a moment and think about what is your manual you have for someone else? And what is that thought that you have when they do that behavior? And I'd be curious to see how the result you create for yourself is not a mirror of that thought. You know, Jen, it makes me think of that old book from like a bazillion years ago. What was it called again? Kind of like life's little instruction book. Yeah. But the thing is, is that we have these little instruction books and people don't know it. So like you just said, it's fine to be sharing expectations, but it's not, you're going to, you're not, you're a Yuffie lock that we just get over the door that comes with this book. So it's really about understanding people and really understanding that, you know, you have, it's within you to make the changes that you want to make or not make, but not throwing, you know, not having your manual go into somebody else's because we're all different. Yeah. You know, and it makes me think of so often when we wish people would change, it's so that we'll, it's so that we'll feel better in the long run. So if they're not negative, then I get to feel better. Then I get to have a positive experience. I don't have the uncomfortableness of being with someone who is dissimilar from me. I don't have the uncomfortable, right? So if you're just, if you're just not negative, then I get to be more comfortable in our interaction. So it's kind of interesting to see that what we're doing is we are giving all of our emotional power to somebody else. Because the truth is I can be comfortable even when somebody's negative. And so you know, it's really, go. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, I, my, I don't know, my recommendation on this whole thing is that the relationships that you're in have some really healthy conversations about expectations, but don't expect people to give you something that you can really I don't know, fulfill your needs when you can, you can be the one that's fulfilling those needs. I don't know, Jen, for, in our relationship, I love that you get to do you. I love that I get to do me because if I wanted you to do you the way I want you to do you, then that's not letting you be you. And that's like, how, how selfish and unfair is that? And that's, it wouldn't work because I would be trying to control you right? Just like you would be trying to control me. Good luck with that. And the same thing just doesn't, it's, it's not a healthy, mature kind of relationship. 
So it's just like, listen, let's have a great time. You do you, I do me great. We do us. Yep. And it's interesting because I'll give another example is that the other thing is, is that you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And you might be going, why are you plunking down Kenny Roger lyrics? And I'll tell you the reason why is because sometimes knowing of each other allows us to step up and saying, you know what? I'll just take care of that. You know what? You can just take care of that. And so then that way, it's not about, I expect you to do it my way. I'm just, it, and it, I, I feel like I'm stuck on words here, but basically it's um, allowing also for the things that matter to the person, you do it because it doesn't matter to me. And if it matters to you, all yours. And it's wonderful. And it's a great way to be able to live because then we're picking and choosing the things that matter, the things that don't. We get to own the things that have more meaning and letting go of the expectation of the other person. So it's important to look at who do you have a manual for and how often do they not live up to it so that you can decide when you can start to let go of expectations for others. All right, Kenny, we're going to walk away or we're going to run. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kickstart Your Edge Play to Win Leadership Podcast. Craving more? Of course you are. Check out our website at kickstartyouredge.com where we fire you up, fan the flames of your competitive edge culture, and ignite your tenacious pursuit of an all-out play-to-win mindset.